We've officially started. Okay. We've, we're officially here. Oh my god! We're here with a guest. You may know his voice. Just kidding. You've never heard it before on this podcast. Um, but let's say, say something for us and see if they recognize your voice from somewhere else. How's it going, everybody? Nice to be here with uh, the one and only Tur- Turd Ferguson. Yeah, Turd Ferguson is my virtual name on here. Yes. <laughs> virtual. <laughs> yeah, see? Everyone knows who you are now. I don't even need to do an intro. It's fine. Now they know the voice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. Yeah. It's all good. So this week, our guest is the creator, partial creator, uh, the lead guitar creator of our theme song for Shootin' Debris, and his name is Brandon Daniels, and a friend of mine since sixth or seventh grade, and he can correct me on which which year that was, uh, but he's a musician, traveling right. troubadour, um, actor, and a feature <laughs> film, all kinds of things. There you go. Um, and uh, and I know his middle name. And Dolly, <laughs> right. this week, th- this really week and is. next week, Dolly is out for a couple weeks uh, with a super busy schedule. And I was like, you know what? We're gonna have some conversations with some some good friends here. So um, so it's Brandon and I today. And I know his middle name, but I'm gonna say it correctly on here because we t- we guess someone's middle name usually, and I get it wrong. But I know yours, so I'm gonna say it. Brandon Kamwella Daniels, based off the Hawaiian wrong. name. Wrong. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Yes. I got it wrong well after this time. <laughs> yeah. Well done. So was it seventh it's, grade or sixth grade? Kamuela. That's right. Seventh grade it was. And so we go yep. back. Boy, with a lot seventh of Seventh grade I was fun, I was fun times. I was thirteen years old. Thirteen? Is that right? Is that right? Thirteen or fourteen maybe. and Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. So basically it's right. been twenty uh, almost twenty six years of knowing each other. It's cool. It's cool. But uh, but yeah, Brandon's been all around the world. I have. I've been traveling a little bit here and there in the uh, United mm-hmm. States, Mexico, Central America, Western Europe, traveling, playing some music and offering a good time, entertaining for people. And Eric's one of my best buddies mm-hmm. ever who's uh, been by my side through thick and thin. And uh, we've done our music and just joked around and had a lot of fun. Virtually, virtually mostly mo- when you right. travel, though. I do invite him. I just say, you know, c- come on over. Just jump on a plane uh, tomorrow <laughs> and just... Drop in, drop in. Mm-hmm. It always sounds great. It's just that I never have the time to take as much time as I need to get to the place right. and then return. So like going to going and filming in Central America sounded incredible, and I was like, how am I going to get those two weeks off? <laughs> when you say Western Europe, where uh, where what countries are we talking about? Went to Spain, Portugal, Italy. A little bit of Germany, a little taste of Poland, and had a wow, a train trip from Germany to Poland. That was amazing, you know, wow. coming out there, and it was in the middle of the snow. And I mean, those are mm-hmm. you, know, you can kind of feel the World War II days <laughs> a little bit because you can definitely see how kind uh, yeah. of cold yeah. and I don't know what should I say. It, it's just crazy, kind of crazy, crazy. Times. It would have been during, during war times, but a lot of good stuff, you know, traveling around the entire parameter of spain was amazing and up through portugal and i remember being in portugal mm-hmm. and saying and trying to play a show just playing english songs and spanish songs and i said hola buenos dias tal. you know good morning everybody and they said do not ever talk to us like that ever again mm-hmm. in portugal eric 
and uh, whoever's listening, you do not say that in Portugal. It'd be like because really? they don't Cause... they don't dig the Spanish. They're, they had a big fight, you know, for years and years, and Portuguese were first. Really? And, oh yeah. Oh, I don't want to go into that, right? But <laughs> so, what are you supposed to say for good morning I'd, there? What do you say? Speak for English morning? if you can. <laughs> <laughs> or good afternoon. Good oh, afternoon. Well, I can't. That's the one thing yeah. I can do. <laughs> you and I can do that. So I know many of your travel stories throughout the years, and I'm curious about. Uh, let's let's just dive into when you first landed in Spain, because that one I love. It truly was a, a truly was a dive in. Yes. And and you had you had I, gotten you had lined up some kind of job when you first got there, right? Oh yeah, that's right. So I'm glad, Eric, that you. That you mentioned that. So I did fly over, I found a ticket, I think it was about $530, uh, one-way ticket. I said, you know what, I'm just going to leave from everything. Mm-hmm. I acquired some money the year before, and I said, you know what, it's time to you know, take off and just enjoy recklessly, just go, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a program called Workaway, so you can go and stay with a family that kind of adopts you for a little while and gives you food and a work exchange, food and a place to stay. Well, mm-hmm. it's not always as great as it sounds. <laughs> so you get off the plane and you land in Madrid, and I stayed in Madrid for two days, and then I was supposed to go to a place called Extremadura, which means enduring the extreme. Well, how little did I know <laughs> that that was actually what it was going to feel like? And I land over with this Portuguese guy who doesn't speak any English, and a little Spanish, and I'm trying to communicate with him in purely Spanish mm-hmm. because I don't know any Portuguese, and a, and a little English, and he knows more than thank you and hello and a few, a few bad words, you know. And so yeah. oh, good, those things good. together did not. Uh, they sounded funny to the rest of the the crew <laughs> that could actually mm-hmm. speak English and Spanish. But and I landed there, and I literally just couldn't. I couldn't do much. I was just like, okay, wow, I'm in a hot, sort of desolate area. There is no place to really sleep. What does he want me to do? Pick olives, like for five hours. and A day? Just, and yeah, and just try to kind of like, what are you going to do with all these things? You're going to put them in, you know, like, how do they do this? And they make like five bucks after five hours. I thought, is this really worth it to them? <laughs> Am I really doing this? So, how, how long were you signed up for working? Well, I did... Probably about five days and I was done of that of that job mm-hmm. and I moved to another one. He was not set up like the proper, shall we say, the proper workaway station would be, which would be, you know, you'd actually have a place to sleep and yeah. a place to... That so was where were you sleeping? Chimes in the background. It's fine. We'll keep the chimes going. Um, it's very, it's very yeah. pleasant for the meditative <laughs> the people that like to tune in. Um, so, so you're That's saying... Right. Yes. Those that are sleeping. Those that are I'm falling so asleep. <laughs> no, no, they're not. That, <laughs> no. Those that are just waking up from a nap or That's something. Right. But no one would be listening at that point. You know, they're just getting That's up. That's right. <laughs> um, so the so his living right. situation was um, what? What are you sleeping on? Well, he did have a bed, but he had sort of an open air space. So if it rained or if it, I mean, it didn't really rain that much out there. But if it was, I mean, you're getting rained on. I mean, there could be a lot of people wouldn't like this kind of stuff. It'd be raccoons, or it'd be other creatures, which I don't, I don't care about that much. But it's like you're just out there, and you're supposed to have. You don't want them to be climbing a covering, on you. an actual. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're supposed to have an actual covering. You're supposed to have some kind of, shall we say, you know, shelter. dome or something over you at least, so some kind of sheltered space, shelter from the storm, mm-hmm. like the Bob Dylan song, right? And and we mm-hmm. didn't even have that, and we just kind of landed there and worked from things like trying to. 
cut olive trees, you know, to build a fire because it actually got cold. Like I said, extrema dura, just extremely, like enduring the extreme is what it really literally meant. And I was just mm-hmm. there trying to endure it. You just kind of land, you just kind of connect with them and try to speak their language. And if not, hand motions mm-hmm. work pretty well. Like, you know, if you got to go. Point to stomach, use, point to use the restroom, area you just to point use the to, toilet. Yep. Yeah. And he, and he points the, to the ground. The and you're like, oh, that's great. The ground is open. The facilities was like, yeah. There's your restroom. Oh. And I thought, okay, there you go. You know, and I mean, that's true. I mean, it actually mm-hmm. <laughs> literally was, it was true. And I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely roughing it. This is extremely during. Uh, during it's uh, it's during third world, extreme. I'd say. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that was, that was <laughs> so, in uh, Spain, but it was a Portuguese man that only spoke Spanish, which you just said a minute ago, yeah, and Portuguese he's like, hate Spanish. He's like, and here's, here's what he, he, this is what's really funny for anybody who's listening and then... Uh, I mean, you know, Eric's heard the story a few times, and so I'm supposed to, he's trying to talk to me in Spanish, and just a little bit English of, and when he's upset, he put a few swear words in there, because he understood that, but he's trying to talk to me, and it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to communicate. He's, he wants me to drive a stick shift vehicle that's right-handed, that's stuck in the mud, deep in the mud. I don't have a tractor, I don't have a pulley, I don't have anything else to work with. He wants me to back mm-hmm. this thing out. He's telling me in Spanish, I'm on the right side of the vehicle with some stick shift, you know, practice, you know, you know, and it's like, okay, but wait a minute, you got to switch everything over. You're thinking, wait a minute. Okay, let's, let's remove this vehicle and you're supposed to. So here you are trying to rev this thing up, pulling mud everywhere. And he's just yelling at you because he's upset. And the other person's lovely Spanish girl's going, oh, perdón, es que gente, él no sabe que dices, you know, to know what I'm saying, you know, it's like. Trying to translate yeah. for him, and I'm trying to pull this vehicle mm-hmm. out. I'm not. It's my first day in third day in Spain, right? And it's. Yep. I'm. I'm enduring the extreme. You know, I'm just trying to get this out, and I'm doing fine, and then mm-hmm. not really. And and he's all upset at me, and he's trying to tell me. And we got a video of this, which we should actually link really? to this, which is her explaining. I'm explaining back to him how I do this, how I. <laughs> and it goes on for about an hour. And he's not even wow. legal, this guy. We learned later that the property is owned by an English fellow. <laughs> and but he's, he puts he's it on uh, work away to see if he could get help for us to pick. He's squatting, literally, because there's no toilet. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, this is funny. We're <laughs> I'm not trying to... And that's just one story, Eric, yeah. out of many in Spain. I remember that time was just the beginning. That's just the beginning. That's the start. Yeah. I know. Well, that's the thing. You have like a book's worth of stories of travel. And the thing that I remember most about that story is yeah. you said that you were supposed to get picked up when you arrived and you had to walk 20 miles with your suitcase or whatever it was to get oh, to the yeah, location. Right. And no one came to pick you up. And you're like, you really feel needed in those moments, I bet. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, and I needed to hitchhike. And that happened in Mexico, too, in southeastern Quintana Roo, which is the place where King, that's, there are about 32 if you want to call them, they're states of Mexico. Like mm-hmm. we have states, the United States of America. Well, one of them is called Quintana Roo, which has Cancun and, and some of those places where you go south of Cancun a ways. And I remember mm-hmm. being out there and I think it was, these are all Mayan spaces and places and I'm trying to get hitchhike with all these guys passing by in trucks. They're like, no, 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 tengo espacio. And I'm thinking, yes, you do. You got an entire farm truck of space. And I, so that I end up finding no these room. guys in the I'm middle guessing. of nowhere. There's no room. Yeah. Yep, you got it from our uh, early days of Spanish class, right? Yep, Miss Vera, Vera's class. Pistachios with Miss Vera. Yeah, actually just yelling Destinos from the back to watch the videos. 
<laughs> yeah. Which was the video series telling you <laughs> Spanish words through a mystery, which was cheesy but great. Destination. Yeah. Destination. Yeah. Travel. That's and that's right. what probably sparked that your. Was it. That was... That's what sparked the travel bug for you, probably. Destinos. It did, Eric. And I think you and I talked about when I first went off to Montana, you know, I was pretty introverted in high school and then I became pretty extroverted by wanting to see the world and meet everybody possible and mm-hmm. kind of learn about what is what you've got to realize when you meet. <laughs> Some people are not as they seem, right? It's like, okay, are you a man or a woman? But then you're like, ah, oh, she's yeah. back on the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, right. so, right. so you're <laughs> saying like, there's like, people that present themselves. that's them, kind of funny. There's people that present themselves one way that happen to be another way. Maybe. In your, hit, exactly. in your travels. In your and travels. the nice thing is, you know, What's the nice? Yeah, in the travel. What's, what's the like, nice okay. thing? What's the nice you know, thing about that yeah. <laughs> for you? <laughs> there, there actually isn't. I yeah, feel like that's, uh, you were tricked. That's one of those things that we might as well just put on the table now. Yeah, yeah. I know we don't have to go there, but <laughs> like, I didn't mind because you know, like when you're traveling around, you're like, okay, this is good, but you're like uh, the way that we're talking about it, people are wondering what we're talking about so you're just saying like you meet people and you're like oh hey this is a nice lady and you're like oh wait this is this might might have been a guy at one point that's cool they're roll they're living their life right that's yeah that's really what it comes and down you just kind of roll with it yeah 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 and and, 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 and the yeah. thing is you're that's where the story ends there you're interested but, in meeting you're interested in people in general as am i like the more people the better you get to know that are cool and you learn life experience stories so everyone across the board there's no judgment for them on either side. We're literally just people that like meeting other people. That comes. That's what it comes down to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and anthro- an- anthropologically speaking, or culturally speaking, it's just really enjoyable, Eric, and anybody who's tuning in. Thanks for thanks for joining. Like my middle name, for example, I should just interject as Kamuela, which means Samuel from the Big Island of Hawaii, and. Mm-hmm. Though, you know, it's just the idea that things mean something very important to these different tribes, these different indigenous people. And when you travel around, you really learn what it means to be a part of that culture. And that's what I wanted to do. The real reason, I think, mm-hmm. that we wanted to also speak today and to, to share with people, besides make, bring a little laughter, is that Eric and I both enjoy different cultures. And we can we like to go out and talk. He might do it with video, with music, with directing film all kinds of things i might do it with music and just saying learning a language yeah but the ideas were just we just want to learn from everybody and how we can be uh, as my girlfriend says these days in the unified field the collective consciousness what does that mean we Mm -hmm. all are getting together and learning who we are with one another and yeah if that means that we have different customs then why don't we join that custom for a while thus i went to do that in europe in mexico central america That's it. which brings me to another story if if you want there eric <laughs> oh i want all the i want all the stories that, let's hear these things <laughs> you want all of them <laughs> eric was and he probably talks to some of you guys out there about this guy and he's referring to me i think not to be <laughs> all about me but it just uh, there's some strange and things that maybe some people would do, but he says to me probably a lot of his friends would not do with at least some planning. Well, I'm very spontaneous with the travel. My astrologist like is not a very knowing where you're person. going. 
and where you're staying and things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. And so I, was, I met this guy from Panama and his name Aldo. You might remember mm-hmm. him, Eric. Aldo. Maybe even put him on the phone with you once. He looks like Lenny Kravitz or Jimi Hendrix, somewhere in there. And they thought mm-hmm. I looked a little bit like, uh, like uh, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. So the two of them would go up to me. I'm um, sorry, two people would come, or people would come up with, and I'd be like, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. And, and you're like, yeah, I'll sign that signature. Or Jimi Hendrix. It's like, yeah, dude. And, and they immediately dropped their, uh, <clears throat> their pens to write, you know. <laughs> the signatures. <laughs> something for us. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's where I'm going with that. And mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty fun. So we, mm-hmm. we kind of rolled with that. The two of us traveled through Central America and, one time we met this, we'll call him a friendly gangster. If you saw our video oh, right okay. now, we're yeah. uh, doing, you know, quotation quotes, marks. Quotes, air right quotes. And friendly he says, you know, gangster. What, air quotes. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to help? We were in Guatemala City. And he's like, hey, man, do you want to help me uh, put this motorcycle <laughs> in the back of my truck? And I was like, Maybe. You're stealing. He's stealing it. <laughs> he's like, hey, can you guys help me lift this in real quick? <laughs> exactly. And you're like, are we at a Hollywood film right now? Is Eric directing? Or what's up here, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a prolific feature film with my life. So and we're like, uh, and so we're in Spanish. Mm, Por qué? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why in Spanish, you know? Do yeah. we, are we robbing somebody? Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, we, we did help him because we thought that if we didn't, we might get yeah, in trouble yeah a slow depression in his family in guatemala you know what i mean kind of a, just a, a memory you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so we yeah, thought okay well, panama street smart and i wasn't then in any form <laughs> so we're mm-hmm. walking in i was 27 he's 34 he's kind of like my older brother then from another you know and we we got in there and uh, we did help him and then i and he's like we'll drive you to find some gigs and i was like he's like how do you what do you know how to play and i was like uh, hotel california well, if any of you know what that really means, <laughs> mm-hmm. there are a few interpretations, but the last line is, you can never leave. Oh, like, yeah. That's how we felt. Yeah, like we are literally prisoners. So he locks this guy, us sure. in the doors. And I thought, oh, this is good, man. And I'm talking to Aldo, and, and we're trying to work on our Spanish. Like, mira, el, ahorita que no, no podemos pasar. We can't even open the door. And, I'm thinking, and Aldo's mm-hmm. like, kind of gives me the whisper, like, shh. And I was like, this guy's driving. He's like, I'm a friendly gangster. Don't worry about me. You know, and it's like, so we're eight, we're yeah. about eight hours with this guy. So the first hour or two, we're like, okay, where is he going to take us first? He locks the doors. Mm-hmm. We're like, and he's yeah. driving about 80 miles an hour through these cement barriers, right? And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. are we going to be, like I said, a memory in Guatemala? Are we going to be, are we going to make it? <laughs> and we're just looking. Yeah. There's some laughter and then there's some, you know, we're a little frightened, shall we say? <laughs> At the same time, mm-hmm. so because we're going, he's like driving NASCAR with this kind of thing as we, as we, and then we land at this place, which is a warehouse. And I said, "Oh, this is good." And Aldo's like, "You better practice that song, that Hotel California, because we're in it." Because <laughs> he's he telling wants me in the you back to seat. You have to perform so, this. You know, so we opened the doors, and it's like, dude, there's something out of some Italian job or something. So you and you step up, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh," and you're looking at this eight or ten guys with their arms folded, right? And you got these guys wow. with their sunglasses on. They're thinking, "Are we?" And these cats yeah. are big, you know, big around. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not judging or anything. Yeah, you know. you're gonna and get we're just shot. Standing maybe. there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, right? Exactly. Stabbed. Yeah. This is called the director's cut. No, I'm kidding. That's a that's a pun, mm. right? No, that's a bad pun. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. when you land there, and <laughs> and he's like, it's like play that. I was like, 
oh, hola, ¿cómo estás? You know, that's what I know how to say right there. It's like, hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo estás? ¿Qué onda? But you don't want to say that. ¿Qué, qué onda? is like gangster talk from Mexico to Mexico. You don't really want to do oh, that okay. with a okay, white, white, white guy to Mexico. That's not really yeah. it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo estás? It's like, uh, all right. You know, widow, which means blonde fellow, sing for us now. He's like, dude. And I was like, welcome to the Hotel California. And I just tried to make it up and be fun. I was like, such a mm-hmm. lovely place, such a lovely face. And it's like, dude, dude, rock it for him. Because Aldous got the guitar, I got the guitar. I was like, plenty mm-hmm. of room at the Hotel California. I was like, plenty of room. It's like, we're not part yeah. of this, you understand? This is no, not plenty yeah. of room for us. We're just... And it's like, dude, we're doing it. They're starting to dance. The guys are starting to give a little shake to their hips. And you're like, that could mean anything. You're like, dude, I don't know if that's what we want. Yep. Women can shake their yep. hips all they want. But we're not, we're not, there are no women. Not the guys. You know what I'm saying? Guys are allowed. So you, yeah. I know. <laughs> so this is like a warehouse of like, there's about 13 of these cats in there. And we're like, such a lovely place. <laughs> <laughs> such a lovely such place. A lovely place. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So they were pretty cool to us. And how cool. did you play just that song, or were they They're like, like I'll play more. something else? And we're like, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Wow, wow, wow. You know, just kind of really just rock it. Because they all know Aldo at the moment. So they're, so they're cool. Okay. So they do know him. Well, no, they this. didn't know him. Sorry. They, they do didn't know I should Aldo say they knew, they knew the, the guy that was driving, the, the friendly gangster. So make this story short, because it does go on for a while. Yeah, we were able to leave after that, and I was like, oh, that's How long cool. did you play for him? And uh, I played for about 20 minutes, and they were like, okay, hasta luego. And I'm like, good, nice to see you too. We're leaving now. And then he locks the doors again and drives off another 80 miles an hour, and he drives again. Like, we're trying to go find a gig, and I'm thinking, mm. oh, boy. Now we're going somewhere, and we land in the park after like an hour or two mm-hmm. hours. It's somewhere in the middle of Guatemala. I don't know. Guatemala City's in like 14... 14- locations and then it starts to pour down the rain we're like we're hungry because we're really hungry tenemos hambre we're hungry and he's like oh here's a burger and i was like like a slider mm-hmm. for us and i was like we haven't eaten for seven yeah. hours and we've been yeah. singing our hearts out in guatemala in the humidity mm-hmm. and he's like it's okay don't worry so for about two hours and then there's a massive thunderstorm and it's gonna flood and when it floods over mm-hmm. there the whole streets move you know what i'm yeah. saying like everything yep. It clears out. <laughs> Everything lifts up, like debris and trash. Yep. And people are all like, okay, and the wind's blowing. And you're like, where are we? We're under this little tent with a couple, half a slider. And I'm like, we're still hungry. We're starving. Yeah. yeah. But that's not the, really the right thing to say to him because he just goes to leave. And you're like, where did he go? And Aldo's like, he'll be back. It's like three hours later. We come back. We're like, okay, where are we going now? Zoom off again. It's like, don't worry, you're with a friendly gangster. Oh, wow. It's fine. Finally, at the end, we get to Woody's Bar and Grill, and we get to play, like, twist and shot at the top of our lungs. And and the story could go on forever, but that was really where it ended. It's like, we finally got to play an actual gig with mm-hmm. some people, get paid, like, $10, and get sent back off to our adopted family that we found the day before because we were just looking for a little orange juice because wow. we had no money, no mm-hmm. food, and we were thirsty, and a ham sandwich. And that's another story altogether, but we go on for hours. But that's that. Those guys let you go after uh, about 10 hours or 12 hours. Oh, yeah. About 10 hours. They, they, they let us go. They let us, said, okay, you're free. And I was like, wow. oh, that's good. Gracias. <laughs> yeah. And that's just one. Gracias. One Mucho gracias. Por, 
or el, la libertad, you know? I didn't say that for the freedom. But anyway, that's what we should say these days. But we and I don't know way. any Spanish almost, so Dolly would know all the things you're saying, and I'm like totally missing all the Spanish words, but I'm get, getting a few <laughs> in between. But you can speak fluent too, so that's awesome. So after being held up by gangsters in Mexico and then getting free to go mm -hmm. do your thing, you have to play other tunes. You've just picked up your guitar. Um, just play us a few chords. People need to hear your musical musical talents for a moment, and I'll uh, <laughs> not talk during this. Just sit back, relax. I'm talking now. Let's sit back, relax. Yeah, just give us give us about twenty seconds of harmonics. Harmonics have to be the coolest thing, I think, personally. They're awesome, aren't they? <laughs> so this is yeah, actually the tuning. Incredible stuff. Called E B D G A D. And for the guitarists out there, it's a it was a David Crosby tuning. So I've got this guitar in this tuning, but yeah. I had nothing like that going on over there. I didn't in fact have a lot going for me then, except for Aldo, my buddy, the street smart the yeah. street smart Jimi Hendrix yeah. wandering around with me, you know. <laughs> that was a good mm -hmm. thing. Well, now, now you, yeah, I mean, since, since then you've learned so many songs, you knew a lot of songs then, but I, I call you the human jukebox cause you probably do like four or 500 songs all the way through and the B sides, the, the deep cuts. Um, what are, what are some of your favorite artists of all time? If you had a few to name, you know, I really like, just like you do. And I know you're not probably expecting me to say this right away, but first of all, but I think you and I have always liked them together. And that is Led Zeppelin, because you can't beat Led Zeppelin in a lot of ways. Yep. It's just awesome. Love group. Led Zeppelin. Love them. I really like the Beatles a lot still. I like everything by the Beatles. A lot of people like just some things. I like their entire repertoire. Mm -hmm. And when I was in England, I could just, side note, I got to play at the Cavern Club. It was rebuilt, the one that was where they recorded a lot of early songs. Like when I saw her standing there, she was just 17, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What were they talking about? Yeah. But anyway. Yep. You know, no songs I know. were I think we talked about that early previous days. of the podcast. It's always, <laughs> Love it's me always someone and, who is yeah. around that age that sings about the 17-year-olds. And back in the day, that was a thing. And now I'm like, I'm glad they've gotten away from singing about 17-year-old girls. It just seems a lot better. <laughs> right? Edge of 17? <laughs> you never talk about Stevie Nicks? It's like, yeah. 17. Everybody's doing this. Or was doing this. It's like, all right. It so, has and to I love be something Crosby about the way the word, word rolls off the tongue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those three, those three, those like eighteen doesn't sound <laughs> oh, no. as cool. Nineteen's probably except similar. for except for if Alice Cooper singing it, right? I mean that's different. Is Alice that cool? Cooper, eighteen and I don't I know like if it's it. cool. I don't think it's I cool. I don't either. I don't, he's a little, little much. Okay, so sorry. Back to back to musical influences. You were saying. I like Neil Young a lot. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young because I like that ethereal, haunting, kind of tasty place they come from. We won't, you know what I mean? Not metaphorically or anything, but you know. Tasty in the sense of you know the mm -hmm. sweetness of the physically the music and the strings it's instruments delicious. and harmonic inflections <laughs> acoustic alchemy could we say like the band oh yeah acoustalicious mm -hmm. there you go acoustalicious yeah I love the Eagles <laughs> and I like a lot of the early stuff like that you know that kind of thing has always influenced me someone like me also likes Creedence Clearwater Revival a lot 
because Credence brought you that mm. Southern rock, but it also brought you, it was from, they're from California, John Fogarty and all that. I really yeah. like a lot of the early stuff that gives either a combination of classic rock and folk music. and But also, and Eric knows this too, that like you guys talk in some of your podcasts of shooting the breeze in Hawaii. Hawaii, mm-hmm. they do a lot of shooting the breeze, just hanging out, you know, surfing, just living life, man, with the wind yes, blowing through your hair. Do. Yep. Or lack thereof for some of out there that are, you know, I mean, not to feel bald. excluded because everybody's bald, got different Those baldies. Go. Sorry, guys. And, uh, you know, they're out there too, the surfers, because they actually say, and you know this, Eric, right, uh, is when people, you know, you talk about us, you and I both have fairly long hair, and, well, I mean, some of those guys don't. <laughs> they got less drag in the water. You know, they can they actually really, they're some faster. surfers, a lot of them, don't have they're faster they just mm-hmm. cruise so but back like to music Olympic, i love the beach boys like my buddy eric here does love beach boys too beach boys are great so stuff like yes, that they are would be good yeah so the, the a lot of the classics music. yeah and um as if there was an artist in the last i love lots of from cuba and mexico too how about mm-hmm. people from as before we go there also if you want to go way back the 30s in the 20s, I like stuff like the Buena Vista Social Club from Cuba. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Mana from Mexico is actually the last 20, 30 years. Mana is like the Beatles of Guadalajara <laughs> yep. for yep. people from Mexico. They like Mana. I, I do know so, of them, yeah. They're fun. That Ferris got that voice that's way up there that's almost uh, a little high, like Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Not saying, I mean, I love Frankie Valley, but uh, and I can't Not take quite that high. You know that one, you know the Dave Barry book of bad songs that you and I checked out back in the day? Or like, they're like, they're, they're, there's the joke about the Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. It's like, they're like, walk like a man, Frankie, talk like a man, talk like a man. (laughs) It's so talk like a man. That's but right. uh, but I love that yeah. They're, they're, honestly, the <laughs> that movie is so good. So All the right. movie a horse with no name. Name the freaking horse. Just name the freaking horse oh, already. By the name way, the yesterday when I was driving around, horse with no name came yeah. on when I was leaving work, and I was like, "This is perfect, serendipitous," because I know that you <laughs> played that song so perfectly back pause. in the day. We're podcasting tomorrow, and this song played through, and the harmonies are just so beautiful on it, and so good. So, horse with no name is forever like your tune to me. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And, and it's everything America <laughs> awesome. the band it's Flat by in. America the band for those that don't know mm-hmm. that's right good times right there standing up even though they were recording in England I'll share a gangster story with you since you shared one of them mine mine is also okay. kind of um, Latin gangsters in Seattle um, but we when our band in the <laughs> mid 2000s was working with our uh, friend and producer uh, Dave Hillis one one night we were they're like hey we're going to Seattle tonight and so they're like we're going to the gangster hotel and I was like we're going where and like the gangster hotel they just called it that it was a house <laughs> and it had this basement so and I didn't drink at all at the time that should set you off right there yeah that should set us off yeah I didn't drink at all the time so we're I'm just going to socialize with the people that are going to have some drinks or something but you walk in and there's like a guy at the door and you walk into this dark um, like um, uh what are those lights black light black lights the black light lit room but it was just like black light lit room and it had uh benches sitting around with just the black lights and blankets on the walls and i was like why is this 
why is this place with like a blankets and i was like is there like about to be I felt like it was a vampire movie you're oh. walking into it's and you're like right these there. people are going to turn yeah. to vampires in a few you minutes and it. were they invited guests and then we're dead <laughs> And so, but there's a little window to order drinks. So people are getting drinks sitting there. And this music is just blasting. We were there about an hour and left. And I was like, I think something bad either could have gone down that night or was about to. And then we <laughs> left and then things were fine. But we were, we, it was kind of like your, yeah, like the movie From Dust Till Dawn by Quentin oh, yeah. Tarantino. And it's a twist. But if you read about on the back, if you read about on the back of the movie, you know, there's a vampire twist. If you don't, like my brother and I did, we're like, cool. Uh, George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, whatever. Sure. Selma Hayek. <laughs> and then we rented it. No, that's what did it for you. A, Selma. It was very shocking. Selma's what did it for you. I know that. But anyway. Yeah. Selma Hayek. Well, that's why I that's why I got the movie. But she turns into a vampire and starts killing people. And I was like, whoa, this was a twist. Because yeah, at first really... it was this movie about these guys going to Mexico in an RV. <laughs> and then then it turned into a vampire movie. <laughs> so that that gangster, it was the it was a Seattle Latin gangsters in and it was a scary. Uh, it was kind of just a, a, when I felt unsafe. I think the one of the one times I felt. Oh, unsafe. Oh, yeah. Know, that sounds like about 10 of my times. So that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah you've got you've good, got a whole list good stuff eric you know, i hadn't heard that one before that's good stuff mm -hmm. and i'd forgotten about it until you brought up your gangster story because <laughs> i see in shows and everything you see where like back doors are locked of a taxi and people are freaking out but that doesn't happen to me fortunately and i'm not an attractive uh attractive uh, female and that tend women okay. tend to get messed with a lot more right. than men <laughs> so the fact that i'm a fairly less looking guy le less good looking guy i think it works out okay i'm like i'm okay being the funny person that no one's gonna try to ever try to kidnap for example yeah i think i something. might have the uh you know? yeah i could have the opposite reaction because like i think i told you and my girlfriend here for example is a good example she said yeah you could share that story that's pretty good <laughs> And that's just the idea that, you know, I've had everything from awesome people come up and say, hey, you know what? It looks like we get uh, Taylor Hawkins, what? You know, from Foo Fighters to uh, a guy following me for like yep. two minutes and then turning around <laughs> and thinking, like in that advertisement where the guy's got the long black hair. And then, anyway, and I got the long blonde hair and it's like, that's pretty cool for rock and roll shows or neil young mm -hmm. tributes and whatever oh, else thinking and, it's thinking you're a girl like it's a yeah they think like, you're oh, a girl and, woman, then you're like, and he hey. comes up and he's like oh man i'm oh oh dude i'm i'm so i'm so man, sorry i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> okay there's a uh, here there's a video there's an ad for something well no no this is a youtube video the guy purposefully like um baits uh guys that are gonna look at yeah. look at the butt of like a girl in a trunk of a car so he like has this wig on oh, yeah. or whatever and then it's so funny um and then uh, there's a whole series of them and he'll like bend push his butt <laughs> way out and he's like bending over in the car and a guy walks by looking and he turns and he's like what bro what are you looking at? he's like all the guys are back and i'm like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Oh, i'm sorry man but it's like he it's this video series that they're filming from across the way in a parking <laughs> lot it's so funny so i don't know what to look up besides guy pranks People. That's really good. Do you remember when Nick Hubbard would be like, "Oh, you're like, oh, can you say Ben Dover?" <laughs> remember Nick would that's be an like, old, "That's an old, that's an old classic." Like, How do you? He's like Ben Dover, and I was like, "Oh, I think of Nick Hubbard yeah. when I think of that phrase because really? he'd do it." He would <laughs> love. I'm glad that you put his full name in that? here because he's gonna really love that you blasted him on uh, online now that he is a, a much more mature adult. But it's so funny because <laughs> I like because I love Nick. Nick is so cool, and I he hope is. Nick still likes me. You know, maybe I'll have him on the no, podcast. Nick, soon. Nick will be calling and be like, "Dude, you why'd should." You, Nick would why'd be awesome. You do on that? The podcast. 
Yeah. Well, and he and he I talked about his um, app recently, Cashly, the geocaching app, C-A-C-H-L-Y, where oh, nice. people that geocache use it and stuff. So I, I mentioned a friend, but I didn't say his name. But now we're tying it all together. Let's put those two together. Nick Hubbard, Cashly. Great app. <laughs> and we're going to get Nick on here, too. I like um, it. And, the, I, and I, hope them, he, I hope he appreciates me as a friend that way. Of course. Be like, of course. Brandon, seriously, man. No, I mean, that was a what good, that's a good joke. We had some, we no. had plenty of jokes back then. Michael Newell did the same. There were some other people that did the same. James. Uh, now you're blasting everyone. Up, now you're putting their full could. names online. No, they're all cool. I usually go first name no, basis like, just to keep them okay. anonymous. A lot of these people are in the witness protection yeah. program. That's a good idea. <laughs> just, just kidding. Oh, yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, let's the WPP. We'll say what we'll do is we'll say um, no. we'll say first names just no, to be safe. Fun. But yeah, that's fun. No, um, good times. No, I found we'll an old names, yeah. so I found right. an old picture at Michael's wedding in Huntington Beach area, where it was like a picture with James and I standing there, and Nick and I standing there, and I was like, oh, these are so old. Looking back, I was like, this is like twenty, oh, two thousand two, maybe. 2002 photos and i was like everyone looks kind of the same like when no one's aged crazily you know so i feel like our our group right. is like the ageless exactly. wonders somehow i don't know a little bit i mean you look the identical pretty much and i think uh the trick for i mean you've had some stressful travels but i got better to... looking hair this time i think i will i will put uh, my yeah. your ego on cool. the line here but i do have much better looking hair now <laughs> now yeah you're not putting your ego on the line you're boosting your ego that, that's true no i i agree i think Boost, the long hair is, yeah, exactly. long hair is like cool putting my uh i think the glasses are important i mean mm -hmm. yeah, you know yeah, he, so for everyone that can't see, he's wearing these really '90s, 2000 sunglasses that look great. It's cool. Um, no, eight dollars from Home Depot though. Nobody would know, but they'd be like, "Dude, it looks like." Uh, what you know, do is good. you get a Ray-Ban logo <laughs> thing and you just paste it to the side of them. And they're like, "Whoa, you got some Ray-Ban on the Home Depot glasses." I've never cared about logos or brands as much unless it comes to musical instruments. Like, I want the Gibson or I want the Fender. But when it comes to other things, I'm like, ah, do I need to get that? What's the cheapest option that's yeah. okay? Exactly. Or the, if it's Apple, I'm, of course, going to buy it and spend way more money than I should. Every time. <laughs> Every time. But, um, but yeah, so, well, you've had, you had a ton of crazy travels, <laughs> and you've had good travels as well. And um, you've gone to the end of the earth. There's a place on the big island they call the end of the, earth, end of the world, but that's different than the end of the earth, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes, and I think I've been to both of them. We, you and I, have both have been to because there's end of the world, which is a place you jump off on the Big Island. <laughs> that's right. Actually, I have. Uh, I've been one. to neither. You haven't? What? <laughs> I think you've been to. I think you've been to both. I haven't. I haven't been to end of the world on Hawaii. It's the southernmost tip of the U.S. because it's on the Big Island, and there's an area where you're looking out to like just open ocean. Uh, south yes, point I there. have. That's right. It's, it's south, actually yes, called I South have. Point. The green, I need to go the there olivine on green an upcoming beaches, trip. Yeah, Big Island has. You know. Let's just talk about Hawaii for a yeah. second. Why not? It's Gotta so get fun. In there. Um, the Big Islands has black sand beaches, um, yellow white sand beaches, like A Bay and those others that yeah. are like actually white sand is Hapuna, mm. but then you get the yellowish sand, and then it has the green sand South Point, and then you get just more lava rock stuff on the west side of our east side yep. of the island it's so cool and it's there's so awesome everything there so and a friend bought property there near volcano and has like container homes now too so more people are checking it out and container. i think uh, matt yeah. uh matthew and his last name is g matthew <laughs> g 
I'll say that just to keep him anonymous, but he was a pastor at a church he oh, used yes. to go to. He, I think he bought property in Captain Cook recently. Oh, Kealakukua Bay. So yeah, that's a, bought that's a, a property because they said they got a place. Mm, that's a sweet spot. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, it has a view. It looks like it's up from the water a little ways, but they said they'd invested in a property and then he showed videos of being in Captain Cook. And I was like, did he just buy property in Hawaii? Because that is sweet so we'll see more people getting property out there it's a good reason get everyone in the same place then transfer from washington isn't so crazy that rocks yeah um rocks. but um end of the world end of the world is in spain and that's where you've been and that's what i want to hear all right now. well you know when so some people know about well there was a movie called the way wasn't it and it was it was starring somebody important i'm sure and it was about the camino de santiago or the walk or the pilgrimage to santiago which is boy Mm -hmm. that's a lot to explain it's kind of difficult to explain well i'll just say that it's about a five to ten thousand mile trek mostly on roads sometimes through farmland sometimes through grassland same thing there you go sometimes through just small villages and Mm -hmm. i did the very end of it (laughs) so a lot of people are supposed to do (laughs) or like to start off maybe in madrid or they start off in you heard the Madrid, you did, you heard the little mm-hmm. bit of yeah. uh, that uh, rolling You're saying I decided correctly. to take the long, the short way home, the Super Tramp song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So if, the, go, if you go from the very westernmost state of Spain, they call them an autonomous region or, or a state, and mm-hmm. Galicia, which is a Celtic state in Spain, has the Santiago Tower, if I remember right. So... Mm-hmm. I started there because I was coming up from Portugal, just kind of living off my wits, which is, uh, if, if you can, you talk living to off about your that, brain. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. funny, hopefully, so that yeah. living off my wits are uh, well, you a have, doable thing you, for you, me because I'm so, no, I'm just kidding. In Mexico, you did play lunch for, uh, or you did play a Beatles song had to get to, lunch. Yeah, so you you figured out how to make money or get I did, yeah, by just, right, I did by just playing yeah. music. So being a musician, I thought, you know, at the second day, I asked them, hey, are there any restaurants? Or I say in Spanish, hay algunos restaurantes aquí que puedo, que donde yo puedo tocar, which is like saying, are there any restaurants where I can play music to earn some money yeah. as I'm going along the way? Mm-hmm. And because my, my, my money is there still, still got some, but you know, it's nice to keep on yeah. keep on rocking. It's so going down. I go in the restaurant and they're like, well, we can give you a little bit, we can give you pulpo. And I was like, pulpo, that doesn't sound really good. Good. Mm-mm. Yeah, pulpo is octopus, by the way. And what does octopus taste like? Delicious, it's slimy, wet, and delicious. But I had it. It's like it moves it tastes like on chicken. there when you when they give it to you. Yeah, except for that doesn't move. It's right? alive. You're this and you're saying it's like it looks like jello in that way. You're like, am I eating this? And this is what I get for playing at the restaurant. I don't know if I want this, mm-hmm. and I just every I don't time even I'm want going to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you don't want to do that though because they could be offended. You don't want that, right? But they're cool. You ate that octopus. I ate it, and I played like listen to the music. Whoa, listen to the music, Doobie Brothers and stuff to make everybody happy. And you're like, where is this guy from, Mm -hmm. and what is he doing? He's we're almost on the end of this trail. They're thinking of the world, and like what? Almost at the end of the world, and he's he's cool, man. He's just got. I was like, I was like, ustedes tienes un amplifier? You know, do you have any? Formally asking them, do you have an amplifier for? my guitar and they all had the stuff mm-hmm. and I was like why not what are you doing oh, I'm walking the Camino de Santiago where are you from 
America, you know, <laughs> it's great. So, mm -hmm. de eres, as you might remember from Miss Vera in the class, uh, Spanish too. Oh, so, yeah. Spanish, we went Spanish all the way to Oh, too, you're right. I played Santana at the very end of the trip there. That was really fun. I know Eric likes Santana a lot too. So, we played that kind of stuff at the very end of the bar at Finisterra at that mm -hmm. very end. And then you're overlooking, seriously, can't see anything past the land right there. It's just this escarpment. Wow. You've climbed this far and you're just like, where are we? The end of the earth. So that's the, that's the story. Long story short. That's, that's long. cool. Well, so um, speaking of Span, yeah. uh, San, I was going to say Spantana, but uh, for Spain, <laughs> but Santana, I, back when BMG music was a thing, remember you get like CDs in the oh, mail yeah. and stuff. And I, I ordered, I, I saw it on there and I read it Satana. And I was like, what <laughs> is this? I'm not, I'm not going to order Satana and get the Satanic music. It was Santana. And I just, my mind jumped to like the being, being the, the, in the closed culture I was in very like, oh, this is from the devil. The sand, Satana. Exactly. So, it was great. I, I think that you, everything seems, everything seems evil in, yeah, from exactly. a certain standpoint until you look into like, things that are just maybe not from the one background you're in you're like oh maybe satana i mean santana maybe santana isn't evil after all and it's just that there's an electric guitar like my dad years and years ago um because my mom was uh from the adventist background and it was more conservative and he's from the catholic background and had listened to maybe some secular music and um the uh a lot of her friends had said like well um with that Jimi Hendrix, the devil's playing his guitar because he's not touching it, and it's like it's making noise when he's on stage or something. You know, they'd heard about this like phenomenon of like, and my dad was like, "That's not the devil playing his guitar. That's feedback from the amplifier <laughs> hitting the strings. It's like it's scientific." I know. So like, <laughs> so stuff like I that like is that. funny because people like assume like Kiss was supposed to be knights in Satan's service, and you're like, those guys are into Whoa. partying and and women. They're not like singing songs of the devil that i know of and so like there's these like weird weird things that people get attached to about things being evil you know that maybe they're like maybe neutral or even if they're worldly they're not like these satanic things that that people put onto things <laughs> um but um yeah speaking yeah. of countries that have darkness to them england is one of those they got some weird stuff in england but england's cool too uh the weather do. the the weather's darker the, it reminds me of Washington in the winter, very dull and sad, <laughs> but also a cool country. And the food's amazing in my mind because I like shepherd's pie. Eric, have you been to Ireland? Have we ever talked about that? I haven't been to Ireland, not yet. Forty nope. Shades of Green. Um, is it? What really is it? A great spot. I played in Ireland, traveled in Ireland. Forty Shades of Green, practically. You know. You oh, I haven't heard of that. Thirty Forty Shades of Green, because it's these verdant. I think I use lush verdant color, and I love nature. Mm -hmm. You know, Eric can tell you that when we were kids and even adults he still throws it at me every so he's like oh look at the concrete jungle out there and he always puts the word jungle with concrete and it's so funny because he's like mm -hmm. it's so good well, isn't it and i'd you say usually no would, would, would not <laughs> you would usually compliment nature and be like it's so nice out here it's like you know what would be nicer out here is a bunch of a mall with some, with a parking lot and just to, just <laughs> and to mess like, with it yeah. and they could plant a redwood tree in the middle of it right and then he's like oh and i was like know, no no trees no yeah <laughs> yeah just straight up man-made structures but i actually love nature and I, it was all a joke i take that back 100 percent years later 
<laughs> and my, my grandmother's from England. I played in England. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My grandmother, Myrtle, she came over on a boat about the time of the Blitzkrieg or somewhere about the first, uh, second world war, somewhere in wow. there on a boat and married my grandfather who mm-hmm. was working in the plant. I don't care if I use this word these days, but the plant quarantine, yep. whatever, plant quarantine or plants. Well, what else will we call it? You know, it's the customs for plants. And, oh, and, went, okay. and he came over one time and she was about 19. And I'm sure that she would enjoy me sharing the story, but it was long story short. It was a vessel for nine days. There were bombs in air. There were, mm. it was quite an interesting time, you know, to be on uh, that's beginning of world war two. Yeah. So she, you know, took a God chance. Bless her. She, she, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Came through and, uh, love She took a chance and took a chance. Married, and did it. She yeah. called him back then and married a yank. She'd say a to yank. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yankee married, doodle I married dandy. Yank. Yeah. Yeah. And lived so. in Mississippi and had property there. <laughs> Which, uh, so. and, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, so my grandma, similarly during world war two came mm-hmm. over from Germany when Berlin was being bombed and married a Yank as well, which was my grandpa who was a oh, yeah. uh, painter slash professional student since he learned like seven languages and went to school for years cause his dad had money. So he ended up just like oh, not nice. working for a while, learning a bunch of stuff, but then moved to Spokane from there from Germany and around that same time, but they had like bombs going off in their neighborhoods and stuff. And just realizing that there's a war going on currently, crazy stuff happening, innocent, usually innocent people are the ones who feel, feel it the worst. And so for the right. stuff that's going on now and the stuff they experienced back in the day, it's like, we were let fortunate enough not to have that in our lifetime where we've lived. I think that, um, creates some PTSD. And some of those, yeah, some of those crazy things that people are like, if someone's like, man, my day's going real bad or ah, this week sucks or whatever. And then you're like, well, I don't have bombs (laughs) going off around me. I can go to the store and get food. Sure. Gas is now expensive, but I can get it. (laughs) You know, all these things. I'm like, everything's probably (laughs) fine. Or I look at simple things like being able to walk and have use of my legs. And I'm like, I take, I take for granted the fact that I can walk out of my house walk to my car, go wherever and go somewhere and quickly get around. And then some people don't have that. So it's, a, there's always something to be thankful for. Even good to be grateful for those yeah, things, even, even in those, those times. But, um, yeah. So I wanted to bring up England cause I know you've played at the cavern club and it's, uh, and it wasn't. Yeah. So what would, happened if people don't know what that is, they better know yeah. beetle beetle mania. Mm-hmm. That's where the Beatles played in liver, liver, <laughs> Liverpool. That's right, in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in a hostel in Liverpool, which, at least to the man's claim of fame that owns it, he, how would I put this? He did know, I think it was Brian Epstein, right? Mm-hmm. And so those, you do know Brian Epstein, who founded the Beatles, at least for their stardom, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say, Eric? At least he founded them for their stardom. So it's funny to me that going to the cavern club and playing and other places people are like he looks like taylor hawkins then kurt cobain this and that you're like you're embodying the 90s <laughs> right. grunge stars of the eras yeah of, of the world had this really blonde hair wandering around you know and they're thinking and it got blonder obviously wandering in spain and portugal and places mm-hmm. where the sun shines a lot man i just said look at that guy oh yeah you know and and they just are like oh dude <laughs> come as you are 
<laughs> um, so they, but were they disappointed that you didn't do any '90s stuff, or were they cool? Yeah, for a moment they're like, "God, dude, so play some grunge." You're from Washington, Seattle, all right? And they gave me the, you know, the rock and roll sign right with the two. What is it? You know, mm-hmm. the, the horns, rock, rock devil horns, sign, but it's actually hands, just a said, rock. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And and then they realized, no, I'm just playing all the stuff that's from there. <laughs> Their, their time and their you came to play uh the so. classics that those guys those guys grew up or the 90s artists grew up on that's basically. right indeed it was the Mer- the mersey beat right yeah the so. mersey ferry across the mersey right yeah mm-hmm. stuff like that the mersey beat the mersey river is in liverpool because liverpool is such a maritime location yeah so how many, uh, I mean, you could probably name the bands off, but what were some of the so, big, besides the, besides the Beatles, what were some of those big Liverpool bands of that, um, of that time? Well, let's see. You have Jerry and the Pacemakers, Freddie and the Dreamers, you had the Searchers. These were all, these were all groups that, I mean, here's a funny story. I mean, when you say that, it's like I sang a song that I thought would be amazing called The Question from the Moody Blues. And then mm-hmm. all two or three hundred out, out there in this open—it's like an open mic, open jam session. They're all backing yeah, up, yeah. and people switch out on instruments, and it's pretty cool. And I'm up there from Washington State, and they're like, "The Moody Blues are from Birmingham, you know." And they said that in accent. They're looking at me, "Boo, yeah. the Moody Blues." Nobody's cheering or anything. I'm like, "Wow, guys, it's from England still." And they're like, "From it's like Doesn't that matter. rivalry of of those that are from." So you might know this, Eric, the Who and the Animals, mm-hmm. and they were from different places that were not really Liverpool, London or Birmingham or Newcastle. The Animals are from Newcastle. Yeah. You know, those are some rock and, serious rock and roll groups that really gave a good punch of rock and roll. Yardbirds, they're not from Liverpool. So I got it wrong, and I was like, oh, the Moody Blues, you must, guys, must love them. No. <laughs> Get off the stage. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty much, you're done, pretty. you know. Done. And so, Done so your blondie. your time in Liverpool <laughs> ended with a with a tear. It's like, shh, yeah, <laughs> it did. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that was there was sadness indeed. So it was yeah, three or four hundred people out there, but fun to be there to be feeling it out. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a good time. And that, that's a good I crowd. Left and I was like, and I did meet some people out outside. And that was really good. And there were two guys that that jammed with me afterward. And they did know the groups that I like, like Crosby, Stills and Nash, and Young too, and Mm-hmm. and stuff and I was like oh we're gonna play some of that stuff outside and they were playing outside and then did you know you could go to Ireland and you could play anywhere and they'll ask you for Wonderwall and if you know how to play Wonderwall like you and I learned in high school I remember there was a yeah. guy named Jerry yeah, yeah. a year above us right and he'd always play Wonderwall mm-hmm. on the guitar and I was like that's the one song that he really knew well back then I don't know if he still plays anymore but we might remember Jared P right and he could kill it with Wonderwall mm-hmm. well so did I. When I was in Ireland, I was like, yeah. I'll give you 10 pounds, man, if you play Wonderwall. So I made like $400 and like... Really? Illegally or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, for like an hour or yeah. two, I was just playing Wonderwall and other songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's pretty funny, so... Um, and the, the pound going further, or like the dollar going less... Um, that kind of, uh, I remember you telling me when you were in, in England, you're like, I got to get out of here. My money is d- disappearing, <laughs> right? You're like, I, I need to go to somewhere that's a little cheaper than England. You know, and that was true. It was going fast. Mm-hmm. 
It's fun to watch the bank account go up, but not drain. Drain? <laughs> no, not drain. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. But I mean, uh, you know, if you knew any Oasis, I mean, Oasis for the with the younger, not about younger kids, but maybe some a little bit younger than those that like the Beatles and stuff. They they might hate the Beatles or like, but they love Oasis. Oasis is their Beatles. So if you play yep. like, yep, totally. You know, so many can wait too long it too late. You know, that they, they love and, you know, mm -hmm. and Oasis. And you know, I like Oasis. But you you got to sing the right words. Kids called Champagne Supernova. I know I didn't get it right. Yeah, exactly. I love that one. Champagne still. supernova <laughs> in the sky. And you and I both still love that psychedelic. And it's like, yeah, 90 psychedelic. So, oh, it's such a good, such a good song. So obviously, obviously did all these world travels. And earlier in this episode, you mentioned that you uh, came into some money and so you started traveling. So I was curious. I mean, I kind of know the story, but I'd, I think people need to hear how you came into the money because it involves a trip to Harborview, which is never good for people that know <laughs> Seattle area. If you're at Harborview, it means something real wrong has happened. So that's that's the, the thing. So, uh, yeah, if you want to fill us in on your story. I was actually delivering my <laughs> grandmother's birth. Well, so let's see. It was a Thanksgiving card, giving thanks for my loving grandmother, Myrtle, in England and Uncle David in England. And, you know, I was just bicycling back, minding my own business. That's right. And I did not have a helmet like any good bicycling citizen would be or national, if we want to talk about that. I yep. didn't... <laughs> kidding i didn't uh, have a helmet on smart right but i did follow the law otherwise in every other way like i usually do right which is just you know look left as you cross you know and eric has a maybe a, a story he could actually fill the people in on what really happened if you want well the only way i heard <laughs> is you were going full speed down a hill and got hit by a car and got thrown thrown over and hit your head um, but you have more details, and maybe it wasn't full speed or all those things. So, yeah, fill, fill me in. Yeah, so it was about three to five miles an hour I was bicycling on the opposite side. I mean, on the right side of the road. I mean, the correct side. Yeah, that's correct side. <laughs> and, as, mm -hmm. you know, as someone would be emerging from a parking lot, she looks. I look at her, and she gives me the nod, like I'm going to cross. So she looks left. Yep. Gives me the nod at the, when I look at her, you know, and then I'm looking. Then I do left, right, left, and she, and I know I've got the signal to go, and I got the last signal, and yep. so I go. And then she drives right into me like that song, "Straight On for You." You know, remember that one from Heart? Just like, and just she like just Heart. Yep. Cracks right into me, and I flip over two lanes. I'm unconscious, but I'm told later in the ambulance and from other people that, that saved my life that I flipped over two lanes and they ran out to go get me and saved me. Some angelic beings wow. said, there's a man in the road mm -hmm. without a helmet and a bicycle. His bicycle is smashed from the, at least the front wheel. And he is yep. down. Like that whole director's yeah. cut kind of so thing. So they moved Did quick. not really fly the way it should have. So yeah, and they, they, they rescued me. Saved my life, really. So if people know that area, it's in Linwood, it's 196th Street, and it's like mm -hmm. always just... Whole Foods there and... Yeah, traffic going by. So, crazy. So so you were basically... At, Everybody's moving. <laughs> so basically there was some kind of settlement from that accident. And I, I will say this, we... Uh, 
I went to Harborview because I got the call being like, yep, we're at Harborview. I was like, what? And then you were sitting there and you were you had stitches through the middle of your ear, just like, <laughs> and it was like the the head was definitely swollen up. So if anything, this is a lesson. Oh, that's right. It's a lesson for kids to wear a helmet at all times. And I, I ride a scooter when I go to Hawaii. I don't wear a helmet. I'm going 35 yeah, miles whole, an hour. There's a moral to the story. There is. <laughs> yeah. But I just like the wind in the hair. It feels good. I love it too. So, But as far as safety goes, if you could know you're about to get in an accident, throw that helmet on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if you can, the wind is great. If you have a preconceived notion that you're going to die, so, so yeah, could, could be in trouble. It, <laughs> right. So just just throw that throw that friggin' helmet on. Do throw it. That friggin helmet. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, no. So that's how that's how you, you got a settlement from that, uh, and that allowed you to travel basically. Yeah, because I wake in the ambulance and I said, "Where so. am I? Oh, I got hit." And so I called Eric and yeah. Doug and said, "And so was it worth do? it?" Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> I got to see England. And I went the previous year, Eric, as you may remember, to Utah <laughs> yeah. and Colorado and some other places. Yeah. And had a lot of fun driving around. I saw all these Monument Valley and all these things that normal people would probably mm-hmm. save some money and do it. But no, I thought, I'll just get hit by a car, you know. I don't mean after the fact. I think what I'm thinking is like, if someone's like, hey, you could either, you could get hit by this car and then you get to travel... <laughs> Or you uh, can do the traditional save up some money. What, which would you choose? I guess I'd go That's back to some saving of money and do hopefully do a job you like if you can. If not, you don't. You can't, and you just. But I didn't do it anyway. I was just if I wouldn't have done that way, I probably yeah. if, because of my sort of stubborn spirit that my mom saw very early on. Maybe I wouldn't have still. I would have just been like uh, instead of taking my. Mm-hmm. My friend's advice, like you would tell me, something like, "Well, it's good to earn whatever you do," you know. And I would just probably play music and float around, and that'd be fine, you know. People, a lot of people would agree with that's cool too. You know, hundred bucks here and there, and you sleep on the mm-hmm. side of the road or in a hostel, yeah. which is like ten bucks a night if they have one. But like when I went to Moab and all these places, I just played music and made my money and kept going. But I, but I had yeah. money from from the settlement. So, the long story short. Because it could go on forever is, yeah, I pre- appreciate yeah. you yeah, interviewing me on this awesome. part, Eric, because that's really what, that's really what happened. You know, I, I was, <laughs> I mean, my life was definitely Launched a saved. Lot of travels. Yeah. Well, and so if there's, if there's some ambulance chasers out there, or <laughs> if there's some car chasers out there that just want to get hit by cars to take trips, I don't advise it. No. But it, but it, when life happens to you, you make the best of it. And I think that's what you did. You made the best of it. That's what I did. But yeah, I mean, there's there's so much more to un- unpack. That's yeah, right. There's no so much intended. more to unpack yeah. and so many cool things throughout the years because we know each other 26 years. This is more of a right. this is more of an intro. So next week we want to hit with some more deep cuts, not just music, but stories and fun stuff. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Eric's going to bring out stories that I don't really want shared, but they could happen. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be right. a little. Um, I'll be. Pl- I'll make sure they're they're appropriate stories to share, because <laughs> there's a lot of inappropriate. No, just kidding. I'm glad you'll. But uh, I'll make sure they're good. No, no. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for joining for episode 57. It's great Thank you guys. On, buddy. Thank you, Eric, for having me. Good times. Yeah, and we will see everyone Sweet. or hear everyone. Well, they'll hear us soon. 
we aren't going to hear them because this is a one-way conversation but at least they can tune in so next time but thanks for joining us and and brandon wrote the theme song for this so let's have this play again you get to hear his work on the outro for shooting debris thanks buddy <laughs> all right